I'm Jim Brown, your Bible teacher here at Grace and Truth Ministries. And I put some words on the board for you. I'm trying to tell people what's wrong in America and the world with this coronavirus. It's because people have taken these words in the Bible and many others and simply perverted their meaning. Every one of these words have to do with each other. All of them. They all have to do with obedience or disobedience. Obey is obey. To obey, obey is the word hoop. A-K-O-U-O. And to hear, the word hear, I'm talking about the word out of the Textus Receptus, which you get out of an interlinear Bible, or if you have uh, Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. I had one up here. I don't know what happened to it. I don't think somebody's moved it. But a Strong's Exhaustive Concordance will have every word in the Bible listed in it. All of I teach the sovereignty of God. Sovereignty means God has arranged, He's over, over all things. That means the good and the evil that's in the Bible, He is the one who's the cause of it all. God is not to be blamed for evil. He's the cause of evil. And all of these have to do with obedience or disobedience. Predestination is about what God does in our lives. God does to cause us to obey God. The word here is the word akuo, A-K-O-U-O. It means to understand understand and obey is the word hoop akuo it means to hear under or be subordinate to someone so when you're subordinate a subordinate is one who works under a supervisor God is our supervisor he's our super and Sovereign means he's over everything. He says, I make peace and create evil. You can put that in this line also. All the evil that goes on is of God. I've got this paper, and I've got all of this evil that God says he does through all the Old Testament. Probably about a hundred or more different things, different verses in the Old Testament. God saying does evil. He said, I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So predestination has to do with faith. Predestination is the word prohorizo. And prohorizo means to before. That's the word pro. It's our word pre. It means to predetermine for the horizo. There are no no H's in the Greek text, but there's a breathing sound, a diacritical mark, that has an H sound, ho. Horizo. And horizo is our word horizon. So it means God is predetermining us for the light that is Christ, that is righteousness, that's everything that's right. 
So when you find light, it's the opposite of dark. Dark has to do with no light or sin. Light or sin. Now, that has to do with faith. Faith faith is the substance. S-U-B-S-T-A-N-C-E. Substance is the word hypostasis. Hupo stasis. Hypostasis uh, means to under, hupo, under. Stasis means to stand, to understand. And understanding is a, another word for under is the word sub. A submarine goes under the marine or under the water. A substanding or a substructure And that is a foundation. And you build a house on a foundation. A house. You can go from one word to another through these things. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So an understanding, and there's none that understandeth in Romans 3, Ten, eleven, and twelve. None understands. None seeks after God, and one who understands is a learner. He learns, and that's the word mathetes, and that's the word disciple. And the Lord said, "You cannot be my disciple without a daily cross." And you have to crucify self. That's in Luke 14 and 27 without a daily cross. And a daily cross is death to self. And Jesus said, He that doth not bear his cross cannot be my disciple in faith. Faith is substance. It's understanding understanding and you're a learner when you understand and you have to have a daily cross and that's death to self when you die to self you obey God and you stop being obedient to yourself and the Bible says we have to be obedient to the faith so predestination is obeying God because he's predestined us to be conformed to the image and the word is icon e-i-k-o-n it means likeness of Christ so everything that Christ is like and I need to go into this he is poor in spirit he is meek he is a peacemaker, and you look at all the Beatitudes in the fifth chapter of Matthew, he's a peacemaker, but that doesn't mean he makes peace with men. Peace is the word E-I-R-E-N-E, Irene. It means to bring together into one, bring together into one. And the Bible says in Psalms one nineteen one sixty five Great peace Great Peace. The Old Testament form of Irena is Shalom. 
great peace have they that love love thy law and nothing will offend these people that love the law of God so we have to be peacemakers we have to be persecuted for righteousness sake blessed are those that are persecuted persecuted I've got too many S's in here persecuted for righteousness and righteousness is something you do and that's what we're predestined to what we do he that doeth righteousness is righteous in 1 John 3 and 7 you have to be doing righteousness righteousness I've got that in this lineup here righteousness is something you do that's what you're predestined to that's what faith does faith works faith does faith works by love it's doing because love is doing that's the word agape agape was a relationship that fathers had for their families and they gave them laws and they willingly walked in them so agape is about obedience to God and that's what predestination is about it's about being conformed to the likeness of Christ and he was like all these things that I'm putting over here he was poor P-T-O-C-H-O-S. He was poor in spirit. He was meek. Praus. P-R-A-U-S. He was tame. When he went to the poor and the needy and the downtrodden and the harlots and the, and the sinners, he was very meek. He was a peacemaker. He was all the things that we find there in Matthew, the fifth chapter, about the Beatitudes and much more. When you see agape, when you see agape, you go over there to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and you'll find everything that agape, agape does and everything that is. 1 Corinthians, the, the 13th chapter, it will tell you, uh, it will tell you that agape is it is kind let me just read some of that and you'll find out what it does it is a doing you're not saved by works but you're saved by working faith by predestination that works by sabbath that's when you rest in all god is doing The Sabbath, the Sabbaton, S-A-B-B-A-T-H-O-S. Sabbath, Sabbath means rest. It does not mean seventh. It means rest. When you believe God, faith, faith is believe. Believe is the verb. Faith is the noun. Faith is the word pistis. And believe being a verb, that's doing. And the Bible says that he that doeth truth, truth is something you do. A-L-E-T-H-E-S, 
alethase or alethea, A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A. That's the word truth. And truth comes from lanthano. This is something you do. And when you do this, people are going to hate you for it. They're going to reproach you. They're going to hate you. I've got it up here somewhere. Being hated by the world when you tell the truth. If you tell the truth about Christ's Mass or the pagan holidays, they're all the same. They're about disobedience. I don't have room enough for everything up here. But they're about disobeying God. Christmas and Easter, Christmas, Easter, and believe it or not, Mardi Gras. They're all the same thing, Mardi Gras. Fat Tuesday, seven-day festival, Christmas, seven-day festival called the Saturnalia or the Feast of Saturn. The Feast of Saturn, the thought of the gods in Rome and among the Franks. It was Mardi Gras and they had a seven-day festival in, and it was an orgy. And Easter was the resurrection of Tammuz, a phony god in the ancient world. Among mythology, it was about Tammuz being resurrected from the dead by Ishtar, the tree goddess of the ancient world. It don't matter whether people believe this or not. This is the truth. It was the same thing as Halloween, All Hallows' Eve. Halloween, that was on October the 31st, and that was the end of the harvest, end of harvest, and they celebrated that uh, in the ancient world among the Celts. Uh, they said it was the end of the harvest. They were celebrating the end of the harvest. So they get to the winter and get to the harvest again at Ishtar. Ishtar. And that was disobedience to God. That was the same thing Israel for 500 years as a nation from, from Saul all the way to Zedekiah, the last king of southern Israel, they went after Baal and the grove and Shemash and Molech and Venus and Isis and Osiris and all the gods of the people around them. God scattered them for all of this, and we could put that in this line up here, 70 weeks of Daniel. God measured that out to them because they went after all of these sun and tree gods that's the truth so for 500 years they went after all these gods God scattered them and he measured out 70 times 7 because they had a sabbatical year every 7 years 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 and every 7 years they could not plant or harvest anything they said we're not going to do that so they kept on and they went after other gods that they said would give them their harvest and that was Baal, Grove, Shemash, Molech, Venus, Isis, Osiris, and so forth. And the list goes on and on. Israel was worshiping all those gods. And that was disobedience. Disobedience. And so, we're predestined to conform to the, the likeness of Christ. And that's obedience. To obey God. And we have to go through all this fire and this trial in order to 
pray. When we pray, when the Lord said, Lord, teach us to pray, they didn't know how to pray. And God says, when you pray, you pray after this manner. Our Father, which art in heaven. The Jews said they couldn't have any prayer without mentioning the Father in it. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed. Hallowed Hagiazo, H-A-G-I-A-Z-O. Hagiazo, Hallowed is the same word as sanctify. Sanctify thy name. Sanctify thy name. But you can't do things in the name of God without knowing what name means. His name is not... It's not even Jehovah or Yahweh. It's not Jesus. His name, name is the word Shem in the Hebrew. It's the word Onoma in the Greek. And both of those words mean authority. God's authority is his word. That's his name. The Bible says, let me just show you something what the Bible says. Over in Revelation, people want to say, the name of God is Jehovah, the name of God is Yahweh. No, his name is his authority, it's his word. And when he says over here in Revelation, the 19th chapter, Revelation 19, Christ is coming back on a great white horse with eyes as a flame of fire. And he's coming back. And this is how he's going to look coming back. His eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. This is verse 12. And his... His head were many crowns. People say, what does that mean? That means he's going to be crowned king of all the nations of the world. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. That's what his name is. It's called the Word of God and so forth. Now... So, where was I? Everything is about obeying prayer, prosukomai. I'm giving you the word out of the Greek text, prosukomai. Prosukomai comes from pros, meaning toward, and uk. Uk meaning to will or desire. So prayer means to will or desire oneself toward the will of another. Prayer means to bow to the will of God. And Jesus tells us, we pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I told a lady yesterday, I said, prayer doesn't mean to say, God, I love you. Give me a car, give me a house. And Lord, you know I need to make $50 an hour, make me well, make my mother well, and let her get over her cancer. The Bible teaches that prayer is to bow to God's will, whatever it is. If you want your mother to die of cancer, then learn that's his will. 
Everybody's been preset. Everything in the Bible has been preset. If you notice, I've got down here, I've got down here that uh, everything's the will of God. Everything. You can take and keep putting all these words all through the Bible. It's because God has arranged it. He's declared the end from the beginning and from ancient times, everything that's not yet done. So baptism, you have to be infamous. When you start telling people these truths, these word definitions, it's going to make you... It's going to make you infamous. Blessed are you when men shall reproach you. You start telling people the truth about Easter and Christmas. Easter, I can go, I can spend, I have got probably at least 150 or 200 messages just on Christmas and Easter and Mardi Gras. You can find Mardi Gras. You don't find the word, but you find the concept over there in the book of Ezekiel, the 8th chapter, where they're, where the women are weeping for Tammuz. I don't want to go into that. It's take me all day long to talk about that. I can talk about Easter all day long. I can talk about Halloween all day long. I can tell you where it came from. It comes from paganism. That's disobedience to God. Then... When you start telling people all these things, they're going to hate you. Jesus said, if the world hated me, it will hate you, and you will become, you'll be reproached. Bless you when men shall reproach you. And that's the word aniizo, O-N-E-I-D-I-Z-O. And that means to be infamous. You've got to be infamous to be a Christian in America. Like that or not, that's the truth. And you people out there that go to these Baptist churches and Pentecostal churches and these big country singers and country stars, if you're famous, you're God's enemy. Woe unto you when all men speak well of you. If you have big hit records, there's got to be a world that loves you, don't they? Did they love Charlie Daniels? Oh, yes. Do I believe Charlie was a believer? I don't know whether he was or not, but he wasn't living like it. He was singing in these big bars, places I don't even know the names of them anymore, places like Billy Bob's in Houston, and they got people out there in five acres dancing on a dance floor and getting drunk and flirting with each other's wives, and you're, you're lending to that. How do I know that? I've been there. I'm ashamed of my past. So, all of these things are related to each other. When you do righteousness, righteousness, D-K-I-O-S-U-N-E, D-I-K-A-I-O-S-U-N-E, it comes from the word justify, which is the word D-I-K-A-I-O-O, which means to render innocent, and we get the word from this word dikao sune and dikao. We get the word dk and dk dike means right. When you ask people if they're living righteous, then just say, "I don't know what that means." Say, "Well, are you living right? Are you living according to the word of God?" America's not living according to the word of God. That's the reason we got this coronavirus. Nobody cares what anything means anymore. 
Let me see here. Confess is what you do. Everything is doing, that's obedience, or not doing, that's disobedience. Confess, homologo. That's the same word as profess in Titus 1.16. That's the same word as profess. comes from homo, meaning of the same, of the same, and logos means word. Word, of the same word, and it actually means to agree with. Titus 1.16 says, Confess is more than just saying with the mouth. It says some men profess or confess homologeo that they know God, but it works. They deny Him, and they're unto every good work reprobate. So the opposite of confessing is reprobate. So that would we could put that in this line here: reprobate. Reprobate is the word adokimas, A-D-O-K-I-M-A-S. It comes from dokimas, which means to try or to test. means to test or put in the fire. And adokimas means no fire. They don't like the fire. And that's what happens when you tell people the truth. This is the truth. And boy, ain't no Baptist preachers like this, and ain't no charismatics that like this. It has to do with telling the truth about all these charismatics. They're lying about tongues. You got gloss and dialectos, the two words for tongue in the Bible. Let me erase this over here. I can't even begin to tell you how all these words are connected to each other. All of them. You got the word tongue, dialectos, and the word glossa. That's the only two words in the Bible for tongue, not glossolalia, just glossa. We get our word glossary from that. G-L-O-S-S-A-R-Y. A glossary is a section of a book. It defines words throughout the book that are too hard for the average person to know what they mean. You don't want to have a glossary in every book, but you have it in some difficult book so you can turn back to the glossary. It means foreign language. It's foreign to the average reader. You find glossa in Acts 2 and in 1 Corinthians you have in First Corinthians fourteen. You have only the word glossa. Then the other word is dialectus, dialect. And they had a different dialect of the common. Koine is the word common street language in every city state. The dialects. They said, "How here we ever man in our own dialect wherein we were born." And these were Jews from every nation under heaven, because they had been scattered. Because for five hundred years they went after that Christmas thing. I know what I'm talking about. I've spent sixty-four years in the Bible. I have spent the last forty, forty-five years digging into the Greek language. I mean, day and night. Nobody knows what anything means. You cannot get the full meaning out of the Bible, out of the King James Bible.
Whosoever is nowhere in the Greek language. It's not in the Greek. Every time I put a paper over here, I'm going to give them to the people here. Every time you find, nobody even knows this. I made a bunch of them up. Every time you find whosoever, it'll either be all or the all or the believing all. In John 3.16, it doesn't say whosoever believeth in him. I'm sorry it doesn't say that. It says the believing all. And the key to this, now this is a chart. This is out of G. Gresham Mason's first year for Greek beginners. I've had this book and studied it for 40, 45 years. It gives you every time the word the is mentioned. Every time it's mentioned and every time you find whosoever. You go to your interlinear Bible. Got one up here somewhere. Go to your interlinear. Must be under this. Under here. I don't see my interlinear anywhere. Has anybody picked that up? I hope they haven't. Uh, I don't know where it is. Had it up here somewhere. Is there any under here? There's two books under there. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Had to get Victor up here. Well, my interlinear isn't there. My concordance is there. Well, that's all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. I got it up here somewhere. Don't worry about it, Victor. Go sit down. I got an interlinear up here somewhere. And it will show you exactly how a word is spelled. But in the interlinear, they'll have the Greek on the top line. And they'll have the English right under it. Ignore the English part of the interlinear. Oh, here it is. It's over here. Don't pay any attention to the English. Look at the Greek. Learn your Greek alphabet. This is not hard. This is fairly easy to learn. It is basically our alphabet. So when you get into this from Mr. Machen, you get into this right here. He's got 24 ways to spell the, depending on if it's singular, plural, masculine, feminine, neuter, gender under the singular, masculine, feminine, neuter, gender under the plural. Then he has the cases, nominative, genitive, dative, and accusative case. You've got 24 ways just to spell the. That's called a definite article 
in English, you've got the, a definite article, and you've got a and an, indefinite articles. They're, these are actually adjectives, but they're called articles. It's a type of an adjective. A and an are indefinite articles. The means it's one specific in a given situation. One, it's singular. The. A and an, there's no indefinite articles in the Greek, so forget that. How do you find out if it's A and an? By the context only. When you find whosoever, it's always nominative, masculine, singular. And it'll say P A S. P A S. S on the end of a word is like our S in the middle of a word. It's like an oval with a little flag on top. P, that looks like pi, and that's what it is. Like pi r square, C equal pi, or AP, well, what is your, I don't know, one of them. A equal pi r square, C equal pi r square circumference. Mike, you can help me on that. 2 pi r. Huh? Circumference 2 pi r. Pi. Well, pi is 3.14. One six and the list goes on and on. Pas, that's pi, it's P A S. Anytime you find whosoever, it'll have in John three sixteen it'll have all the believing. Or it'll say P No, it'll say the this is what it says. The ho Ho is nominative, masculine, singular. It's one the, one. And then the, it says the, P-I-S-T-E-U, not, not, not in, U, U, O. Pistuo, that is the word believing. And it is also singular, and all of these are masculine gender. All the modifying words that they modify all, all, pas, p, a, s. The believing all is what it says in John 3.16. It does not say whosoever. Whosoever is an attitude, people always want to put will after whosoever. Ain't it? The is singular, singular, masculine gender. Believing is a participle, which is a verbal adjective. It is singular, masculine gender. And they always have to have the same gender and same number as the noun or pronoun they modify. They modify all, which is masculine, singular gender. It's one believing, one the, one believing, one all. Whether people like it or not, all is singular in John 3.16. And people don't like it because it takes away their free will. It says, the believing all. There's one believing, there's one the, one believing, one all. 
And that'll give you that on Mr. Mason's chart when it comes to the. And right down here is 24 ways to spell all. And the first one in nominative masculine and feminine. Uh, masculine, excuse me. Uh, nominative masculine singular is pos. That's right down here on the bottom. That's 24 ways to spell all. 24 ways to spell the, and it'll always have the or all anytime it says whosoever. Whosoever is a very ambiguous term. It sounds like it's going to have will at the end of it, and it does not say that. It's, let me tell you why I believe they did that when they translated, why the translators did it. Because in the Old Testament, here's why I believe they did it. In the Old Testament, only the, only the Israelites had the truth given to them other than a certain few exceptions. They were a nation for 500 years and only Israel had the truth or one flesh. And when the translators in the New Testament, the Gentile church is going to believe, the elect Gentile church. So when they translated this in 1611 or 1605 to 1611, the translators get to this word, the believing all, and they say, well, it'll be whosoever now compared to the Old Testament. Whosoever. Because in the Old Testament, no Gentiles were given the truth other than Ruth and Rahab the harlot and possibly Nebuchadnezzar and the Gittite, the Philistine that loved David and went with him. Uh, just a certain few were exceptions. The all flesh or the red, yellow, white, black, and proud flesh, red, yellow, white, black and brown flesh did not receive the truth in the Old Testament. That's everybody. A Gentile is everyone that's not a Jew. So when the translators get to this, every time they'd see whosoever and it would say all or the all, it wasn't whosoever, it wasn't whosoever will. Heard Jerry Falwell time, sometimes said, we don't like predestination. We as independent Baptists believe whosoever will may come. He was an idiot, just a stupid man. He knew very little about the Bible. Well, who do you think you are? I don't think I'm anybody. I just spend light night and day digging these things out of the Scripture. All these are related. You have to be infamous. A baptism, blood baptism was death to self. He's washed us from our sins in his own blood. Baptized comes from baptizo and bapto. Baptizo means to cover, not to dip, to cover. That's what the even the Strongs will tell you that. It means to cover something. And it comes from bapto, meaning to stain with the dye. And when you read these scholars like McClinic and Strong or like any number of writers, they will tell you that baptize means to cover with a stain or die. Stain or die. It don't matter what people think. If this is going to ruin your theology with your Baptist preacher or with your Pentecostal preacher, you better look for God instead of those denominations.
I got tired of the denominations years ago. My father was an old country Baptist preacher who wanted to dip everybody in water. All the rituals were blotted out. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances, which is contrary to us, took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Well, you'll become infamous when you tell, take people's Christmas away from them, when you take their water away from them, when you tell them drinking a cup was a death. It meant to taste death, according to Matthew 16. To taste death meant to drink of a cup and die. Jesus said, Father, for me, I will let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, thy will be done. Now, so you're going to be hated by the world. Confess means some men profess that they know God, but in works they deny God, and they're reprobate. No fire. That's what they don't want. They don't like the fire, the trials, and the tribulation. Tribulation has to do with obedience to God. I got it up here somewhere right there. We must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of God. Paul said that after preaching to the men at Lystra in Acts, the 14th chapter, verse 22, he said we must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of God. He told them the truth, and they said, let's kill him. That'll be Baptists and Church of Christ and Pentecostals that want to do me in for exposing their lies and their errors. Without definition, you don't have the truth. And the 70 weeks, God measured that out because Israel was disobedient and then went after fire and tree worship for 500 years. And these translators come up and translate whosoever will. It doesn't say that. Whosoever is not. It is absolutely not a Greek word. It says, the believing all in John 3, 16. You know how frustrated I get learning all this stuff? I watch America be ignorant. And some of them are stupid. That's another word. Stupid means you can't obey God. Brutish. That's the word. And they got that from a brute beast. Brutish means to have the understanding of a brute beast that cannot be taught, cannot learn. He cannot have a daily cross. I don't believe Kenneth Copeland has a daily cross and even knows what one is about. He hates a daily cross. He wants money. Have y'all seen that new thing about Kenneth Copeland on internet? It's hilarious. He's doing a... Have y'all seen that, Mike? It's funny. He's doing a. It's like a rap. Somebody's pulled all these shots out of a, out of a, uh, out of a bunch of different messages, and he's cursing the coronavirus. Do you know what Kenneth Copeland's doing when he's cursing the virus? He's cursing the judgment of God. He blows at it. Goes, we're going to blow it away. Get out of here, coronavirus. If the coronavirus is the judgment of God, and I absolutely believe it is because people don't want any of this, they just preach all these subjects, don't have any idea what they're talking about. I don't really care if anybody likes it or not. I'm 81. I won't live that much longer and tough. If you don't like it, that's your problem with God. 
Not with me. I'm just exposing people. I hope that I can have something to do with rebuking the world here at the end of time. I believe we're close to the end. I'm going to say everything as plain as I can. The Bible says, seeing we have such hope, 2 Corinthians 3.12, we use great plainness of speech. That's what you preachers are supposed to be doing. You can't if you don't define the words plainness. Parhesia. Parhesia comes from pos. Same word as P A. Yes. Same word we talked about, all men. Pas in a rail. It means all the words of God. Just it means to be but to the point, don't beat around the bush, say it like it is. But people don't want to do that. That makes them unpopular. People get mad at them. Their mother gets mad. Their father gets mad. Their brothers and sisters get mad. Even believers that are true believers, they struggle with this. I understand that. Don't, let me tell you what will make you strong. I can put Greek words up here all day long without looking at a book and tell you what they mean. They'll contradict all the preachers in the country. Even John MacArthur. They don't define enough words because the King James Bible is not the inspired Word of God. I use the King James. Why? It comes from the inspired Word of God, which is the Textus Receptus. Textus Receptus is a Latin word, and it means the received text. The received text is this interlinear Bible with the Greek on the top line. It's the Greek. You can't pay attention to the English words. Even the translators of the interlinear Bible were wrong a lot of times with their words. They'll put whosoever or whoever. Or I hate whoever or whosoever. It's not a Greek word. I just get tired of the lies by the preachers. Why would they have the wrong words in a King James Bible? Because half the translators of the translating committee in 1611 when they released it for about six to seven years they were working on the translation. Half of them were Roman Catholic. They did a lot of compromise. I can show you many places with error in the Bible. I'm just sick. I'm just, I don't like preachers of any kind. People need to find out what these words mean. To drink of a cup meant that this cup is the New Testament. Testament, D-I-A-T-H-E-K-E, means last will and testament. That's what it means. Well, what is the last will and testament of Jesus? Well, we can go to First Peter the second chapter and find out what his last will is. I'll just flip over there real quick and show you something. Testament means, but until the death of the testator, which is Christ, there had the testament had no force. Somebody has to die before the last will and testament can be read and probated in court. 
So Jesus is not talking about that night. This cup is the New Testament, last Testament. That was grape juice. He didn't even say is. He said esteem. This cup is E-S-T-I-N. Represents. When he said this bread is my body. Is is the word esteem. Means to represent my body. How many bodies are there? There's one body. What is it? It's the church. Colossians 1, 18 and 24. It's the church. Partake of the church. Boy, I'd go all day long on that. I thought I'd get to the Sabbath. Since everything is the will of God. Death to self is obedience. That's what a daily cross is. Self-denial is is getting rid of self so you can obey God. When you think of faith, faith is obedience. Faith worketh by love, by agape, by walking in the commandments of God. I started to tell you a while ago, Everything right in the Bible is obeying God and everything wrong is disobeying God. And Israel disobeyed God because they went after this system of fire and tree worship, which was Christmas. And I can prove that with two or three hours of history. I'm just going through all these things that people don't know nothing about. I am fed up with the preachers. Sick, sick, sick of them. I don't want to talk to any of them. I have thoroughly reprimanded two of them in the streets of Hendersonville. I gave them one verse after another. Gave them one definition. Both of them just, one of them sat at a table in front of me. went, And the other one just looked at me and went, They didn't know what to do when I started hitting them with all these verses and words. One of them looked at me and said, Nobody in Hendersonville liked you, Jim Brown. Well, I hope not. I'm infamous. He said, You go around preaching to everybody. I said, Well, I certainly do. I thought that's your job. What a stupid thing. That's kind of like a a real estate broker one time beat me out of a client. He was a guy's working for. One of the stupidest answers I ever got in my life. I said, you stole my client. I'm one of your best salesmen. He said, well, I needed the money. I thought, what an answer. Thank you for that answer. (laughs) I said, but you own a house in Gatlinburg. You own a a chalet in Gatlinburg, a house in Florida, and you live in this six, eight hundred thousand dollar house out here in Hidden Lake. He said, that was just things. I needed the money. What do you say to a man that says, you beat me? And he says, yeah, but I needed the money. What a stupid answer. That's the way these preachers are. You're going around preaching to everybody. Well, you're a pastor. Aren't you supposed to be doing that? What a lame-brained man to say such a thing. I used to send him tracks. I'd send him three or four of the tracks off my track rack over here. And I would get them back in the mail, returned to sender, and unopened. <laughs> he must have felt guilty. You didn't know I was going to talk about that from a pulpit years later, did you? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Now, let me show you something. I don't know how 
put all this down. Everything up here is about obeying or disobeying. You're not saved by works, but you're saved by faith. That works by love, by agape. And look here in 1 Corinthians 13. And this is agape and all that it does. Charity suffereth long. Verse 4. Charity is the word agape. Agape is walking in the commandments of God. But the commandments are not the t- just the Ten Commandments. Everywhere that Jesus or one of the apostles uses an imperative mood, that's a commandment. Well, what do you mean? Can't we disobey the commandments of God? Not when you belong to Him and He's written it in fleshy tape of your heart. When He commands you to do something, you will do it. It's the same thing when He commanded, Let there be light and there was light. It's not, when he gives you a command, there is no choice in it. You have to do that. Strive to enter it at the straight gate. Agonizomai, agonize entering it. The agon was the arena where they ran the races, where they would be fed to the lions. That was the agon. And when he commands you to agonize, he's not saying, would you like to agonize? He's telling you to wrestle with your flesh, the outer man. And you will the rest of your life. You may not start today, but he'll put you through fire and trials and persecution, tribulation. And he said, I'll scourge you and beat you with a scourge that'll cause you to partake of my holiness. Scourge, mastics, comes from mastigao, M-A-S-T-I-G-O-O, Master Gao was a bloody whipping with this whip that had, they called this a cat of nine tails and had a piece of glass and bone and metal all through it. And they beat you with that Master Gao, with that Mastix. Now, whether you believe that or not, that's the truth. If you belong to God, well, if you think you belong to God and you never get down to living righteously for Him, You'll be in hell one day. There is no such thing as getting saved. That's another era. Saved. Sozo. Take it from one point all the way to another point. He that hath begun a good work in you will perform it till the day of Jesus Christ. That's what saved is. It's the whole program. It's not one night. Good grief. Confessing is not walking down the aisle and saying, I want to confess Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. That's a bunch of hooey. Confess means you're doing the truth. Some men confess that they know God, but in works, what they do denies Christ, and they're a reprobate. Deny means to contradict. Or nail by. Titus one sixteen. Or Naomi means to con- you contradict Christ by what you do. If you contradict Christ, you're Antichrist. I didn't say that. John said that. First John two twenty two. Anyone that denies Christ is Antichrist. Deny or Naomi means to contradict. If you say I don't believe in that predestination, then you're Antichrist while you're doing it. If you say, I don't believe these definitions of these words, then you're Antichrist. Prophecy is, what is prophecy? It's God telling the future before it happens. 
How in the world could God say, well, I split Israel into two nations back here during the days of Solomon when he allowed his 700 wives and 300 concubines to go after all of these sun and tree gods, so I split the nation. I split it, First Corinthians, First Kings, First Kings, the the eleventh chapter. He had seven hundred wives and three hundred concubines. Concubines were secondary wives, and he had sex with all of them. And he had a thousand kids, probably. And he said, "They their vanity and they vex my spirit." So he split it into southern, northern Israel and southern Judah. Southern Judah, which is southern Israel. And Judah was comprised of the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin. And the ten northern tribes were headed up by Ephraim. Now, when he split them in two, then you get into prophecy over here. And you get into Ezekiel, the... the get into Ezekiel... the 37th chapter and you see the valley of dry bones 37 valley of dry bones and he says Israel is very dry they're very dead they've been dead for a long time and he said Ezekiel you preach to the dry bones which is a picture of predestination and he said I will breathe life into them all they need is the message from you you just preach to them, and I'll bring them alive. And then he says, take one stick for Joseph, and one, which is the stick of Ephraim, his second-born son, and a stick for, stick for Judah, which will be the southern two tribes, and they will be one in my hand at the end of time. Now, how in the world would God know that Israel is going to come back into one nation May 14th, 1948? You think it's because he planned it? Is he a mind reader? Is he a soothsayer? No. He knows it's going to happen because he's planned the whole thing. He said, they'll come back together and be one nation in my hand. And, and May 14th, 1948, that's exactly what happened. May 14th, they became one nation, 1948. And it's like Maxide DeMont said. Maxide DeMont, in his book on the Jews' God in history, I've got a copy of it somewhere, one up here and one at home. He said... The Jews should have been annihilated in the dust with the Roman legions thousands of years ago. They shouldn't still be surviving. He said the Anu, which was a pagan tribe in the ancient world, he said they should have dissipated with these tribes. But somehow God kept them till the end of time, and they're over there in a nation. And I'm not here to argue about whether that's actually Israelites. You can be an Israelite by believing God. But they're not going to heaven because they're in Israel. They go to heaven because they come through Jesus Christ. And I believe there's a remnant that will believe. How would God know all that's going to happen? He planned it. You've got that in the 11th chapter of Isaiah as well. And he says Ephraim and Judah... They will 
mend their differences at the end of time. How did God know they were going to be able to continue till the end? Because he set it up that way. Everything in the Bible is related to everything else. You've got to be blood baptized, death to self, drink the cup, death to self. Love is walking in the God's commandments, that's death to self. Evil is disobedience to God, disobedience. And God says, I create the evil. All of these things have to do with each other. You have to do righteousness. And when you do righteousness, you preach to people and you go through tribulation. They'll try to kill you and they'll separate from you. And they'll put you on a daily cross. You mean somebody will nail you to a literal cross? No. It'll be a figurative cross, but men hate the cross of Christ because they hate the cross and they hate these definitions because... They love their belly, Paul said in Philippians, the third chapter. The belly was an Epicurean term, and it meant to feed self. And Being Epicureans, they said the belly was the seat of all sensual desires, regardless of what it was, whether it's sexual, whether it's food, whether it's excitement uh, to get in a car and race a car, or to fly around the world, or fly up in a jet, or fly in a, in a spaceship. Whatever it was, that fulfilled the belly. And Paul said, men hate the cross of Christ because their God is their belly and their mind is on earthly things. Earthly is the word gay. G-E. It means soil or dirt. The reason men don't want to face... I didn't know when I put dirt. Dirt. Everything is made of dirt. Their mind is on everything in the flesh. This building is dirt. This chair I'm dragging across the floor is dirt. My Bible is made out of dirt, but the Word of God isn't. Your house is dirt. Your car is dirt. The gas you put in your car is dirt. It all come out of the ground. Men love dirt. Their mind is on dirt. Diamond rings are dirt. They're just coal under pressure. Everything you see is dirt. Well, I'll tell you what, this coronavirus taught you it's all dirt, didn't it? Everything is dirt. Men have their mind on dirt. That's what the problem is. There's nothing you see out here that's not dirt. Not the planets, not the stars at night. Everything is dirt. And that's what men hate is the cross that crucifies them to the dirt. Now, how much time to have, Mike? 29. Boy, I've gone through a lot today, hadn't I? A bunch of things. Now, goodness, we've kind of covered all this stuff on the board. Everything is doing. If you do righteousness, it's obedience. If you don't do righteousness, go after Christmas and Easter and Halloween and all of these pagan unholy days. They're the same thing that Israel went after all the time they were a nation. They were going after Baal and the grove, the fire god and the tree goddess. And the reason they did that because they didn't want to obey God because they had to leave the land alone every seven years. So they said, we'll get us some gods that will let us have our way. 
And that's why they take off after these other gods, which the Bible calls their lovers. Now, here in the 13th chapter, if faith works by agape, then all of these characteristics of agape, you've got to put in line with this. You have to put them, put them under all of these here. Agape is walking in the commandments. It's every time God gives us, not just, it's the word humble, humble yourself under the hand of God. That's an imperative mood. That means to level self to the will of God in obedience to Him. And let me say this one more time. You can't be humble to man and God at the same time. If you're humble to man, you walk around like a pansy and you're scared to death to tell him the truth. If you're humble to God, you tell men the truth. You don't have to get nasty with men. I'm nastier in the pulpit than I am out here walking around because I'm just angry at the preachers because they don't know any of these things and they don't care. They want their big church. Your big church ain't going to help you with the coronavirus out here. These Some of these churches are going to go broke because people that don't have jobs can't give you those big building payments. I hope God destroys a lot of these churches because they're not churches. They're country clubs. Now, Charity suffereth long. Macrothomia. That's in verse 4. It puts up with a lot. So this is every so this is agape, this is charity. Charity is walking God's commandments. So when you're walking God's commandments, that's love and that's faith. Faith works by agape. Faith works by walking in the commandments of God. Faith without works is dead. We are created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Before ordained, proetoi mazo, fit up in advance. P-R-O-E-T-O-I-M-A-Z-O. P-R-O-E-T-O-I-M-A-Z-O. It means to fit up, pro beforehand had toimas h-e-t-o-i-m-a-s Ephesians 2.10 and nobody ever quotes that they're like 2.8 and 9 but they never get to verse 10 and God hath before ordained that we should walk in these good these agathos oh by the way you got agathos on this there's 27 ways to spell agathos you got a vocative case, which you don't have in most of the others. That's a direct address. Good. Now, charity suffereth long and is kind. Questatos. Or questos. C-H-R-E-S-T-O-S. That's the word kind. It actually comes from the word C-H-R-E-I-A, which is the word anoint. And we're anointed with truth. 1 John 2.27 Truth, remember, means to take off the cover. Aletheia, L-E-T-H-E-I-A. And it comes from lanthano, which means to lie hid 
or to cover up or conceal, and the alpha primitive negates the word, translates aletheia, truth. It means not to hide anything. I'm standing up here not hiding anything from you, any word that I'm saying, defining all of it. I don't like you preachers out there. If you don't like it, call me and tell me. Or just email me and say, you low-down dirty dog. And I'll say, well, thank you. Bless you. When men shall reproach you, make you infamous. I don't like the preachers. I have people write to me and say, thank God I found you. I didn't know anybody was telling the truth. The preachers are all lying. They sure are. The Baptists are lying, talking about accept Christ. You can't accept Christ when you're dead. You will accept Christ after he births you and makes you a new creation. And it'll be by his will, by his thelema, determination, T-H-E-L-E-M-A, by his determination, John 1, 13. By his belema, he begat you. Belema is like a synonym for thelema, B-O-U-L-E-M-A. Of his own will begat he us. We were born not of blood nor the will of the flesh, but of will of God. Will. They're both will. This one means purpose. Belema means purpose. And the lama means determination. It's by God determining who his children will be. That's it. But it's not easy because you have to be doing what he says. And you have to be long-suffering. Macrothumia. M-A-K-R-O-T-H-U-M-I-A. It means to suffer a long time. Macro. T-H-U-M-I-A. Don't matter whether you like it or not. These are the real words in the original text. Macro means long. Thumas means to suffer or breathe hard for a long time. It means it has basically the same meaning as forbear. We're to forbear one another. Over there in Ephesians 4, 1 and 2, forbear, an echo, A-N-E-C-H-E-O. An echo comes from ana, meaning up, and echo meaning to hold. It means to hold up or put up with one another's idiosyncrasies and little problems in life and we gripe too much and somebody's griping and complaining and you have to understand that they're not mature yet oh that reminds me faith has to increase death to self has to increase the apostle said lord increase our faith oxano oxano our faith has to grow when you've been Second Peter 1 and 5. Besides all this, give all diligence, add to your faith. Epicoregio, E-P-I-C-H-O-R-E-G-E-O. It means to superimpose the choreography. Coregio. Coregio was a circular dance. A choreographer is a dance instructor. 
circular dance, circle dance. And he says, I got seven things you have to add. By the way, add is an imperative command. He's not asking you if you'd like to add these seven things. He's commanding every believer, add these. No matter whether you like it or not. We're not wanting to ask your permission. God's not asking your permission if he commands you to do something. It's like the earth says, well, Lord, uh, if you'll command light to be in me, I'll let it come in. The earth had nothing to do with it. God said, let the light in, and it had to come in. That's not where light was made. Light was made in the first verse. Now, let me keep reading. Mercy. Charity is kind. Charity envieth not. And charity vaunteth not itself. It doesn't lift itself up and is not puffed up and conceited. When you tell people the truth, and charity works by love, by these words. I'm not going to go through all these words right now because I wouldn't finish does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, but seeketh everybody's welfare except their own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not with iniquity, rejoiceth, but rejoiceth with truth. Boy, that's very important. Rejoiceth is the word kara. It's the same word as joy. You're not supposed to be running around with people that are in iniquity, anomia, unlawful words. Nomos is the Greek word law, and anomos, which translates iniquity, means no law of God in their life. You're not supposed to be running with people like that. Then he says, it beareth all things that God brings upon you. It believes all things that are of God that brings, whether it's good or evil. Whatever it is, is for your good. Hopeth all things. Hopeth, elpidzo, means to depend on the promises that God has made. Endureth all things that God brings. Charity never fails. That's put up with everything that God wants to bring if there be prophecies they shall fail prophecies stop they cease whether there be tongues glossa foreign languages they shall cease when are these going to fail and cease whether there be knowledge gnosis that's God's word imparted to men like Peter, Paul, James, John. They shall vanish away. When is that going to happen? For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect is come, the teleos. When the mature church comes, than that which is in part the miracles of the apostles. Paul called them the signs of an apostle in Second Corinthians 12 and 12. 
then that which is in part shall be done away with. And I love Colossians, the third chapter. It will tell you when the perfect has come, what it's talking about. That's putting on the new man. That's the perfect. How long does it take to put on the new man? That's a long process. Paul said how to perform that which is good. Katrogadzomai is the word perform. It means to fully accomplish. He said, I don't know how to do it. But he tells you in his book, in his writing to the Colossians, when the perfect is come. He's talking about putting on the new man. Paul talks about all through the seventh chapter. He said, how to do right? I don't know how. He said, there's a battle between the outer man, which is my flesh, and the inner man, which is Christ in me. Guess who's going to win? If you think you can stay in sin and get along without Christ running and ruling your life, you're wrong. If you belong to God, otherwise you have to go to hell one day. He's the one that, this is not a choice on your or my part. God's people will obey the imperative commandments of God. They will. And he says here in Colossians 3, he's talking about putting on this new man, verse 10. Now put on the new man. That's the inner man, which is Christ in you. And that means all the characters of Christ, which you're predestined to, you're predestined to conform to his likeness. So the new man is meek, it's poor in spirit, it's gentle, it's kind, it's tenderhearted. Then he says, put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image, icon of him that created him. It's the image of Christ. That's what we're predestined to, to to his image, to his likeness. And that's not a choice either. God doesn't preordain something according to your choice. Kids have to obey their father. That's what agape is. Where there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian nor Scythian, nor free, but Christ is all in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God... This is when this is put on, and this takes years to put it on. Because God has to put you through a lot of fire and trials and persecution and tribulation. We must, through much tribulation, enter the kingdom of God. If the righteous scarcely be saved, scarcely, mogus. It comes toward molus. It means with great difficulty. It's difficult to go through all these things here and have people persecute you and make you infamous and they hate you and you have to drink the cup and go through a blood baptism and walk in the commandments of God. That's love. And say truth to them and take the cover off and... We don't want to be reprobate. Paul said, if I don't bring my body in subjection, I'll be a reprobate. No fire. No fiery trials. And they don't like the fire and the trials. We'll bow to the will of God and we'll be in his likeness. That's what we're predestined to. And we will learn. And faith is substance. Understanding is learning. And everything that faith is is what we'll be brought to. 
But people don't believe this. And then he says, forbearing, there's that word and that goal, forbearing one another, putting up with one another, and forgiving one another. And any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. But there has to be repentance there. And above all these things put on agape, which is the bond of perfection. Bond, sundesmios, means ligament that holds the body or the body or the church together. It's the bond of perfect, perfectness. Perfectness is teleotes. T-E-L-E-I-O-T-E-S when the church gets mature and puts on the new man put on is the word in duo and duo means to sink into clothing as many as you were baptized into Christ by blood baptism have put on Christ when you put on Christ let me tell you something understanding all these words really comforts me I feel like a two gun the two gun kid in the old west when somebody comes up to me and wants to start an argument I go well here's the word boom 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 I don't have to get violent I just say these are the truths I feel loaded for bear but how long does it take me to learn all this 64 years of studying the Bible. I'm 81 now. I'm not afraid of any theologian anywhere. Did you know that theologians don't know all these words? They don't know them. Doctors of theology don't know them. I mean, I challenge any of you doctors of theology at these Bible schools down here in Nashville to call me and tell me any of this isn't true. I, I, I dare you. Because it is true. comes out of the Greek text. And I didn't just look up words. I look, I've looked up the word whosoever in John 3.16 500 times if I've looked it up once. I don't look at something once. I look up in all these dictionaries. i got several thousand books in my library at home. I go into all kind of research. What's wrong with the preachers? They are lazy bums you guys are a bunch of bums that call yourself preachers out there I don't like you because you're leading the church astray with all this prosperity gospel it's a lie with all this faith healing it's a lie you can't get that out of the Bible every time thy faith is made thee whole is said the word whole every time is sozo it's the word saved faith doesn't heal it saves I am tired of the preachers. I want to go be with Jesus. If you don't like it, shoot me. Be sure and hit me right straight between the eyes. I don't want to be a cripple or don't want to be a vegetable. Okay. He says, when the perfect is come, when the church matures. Do I have any time, Mike? 
don't have time to get what I keep saying I'm going to get to the spiritual Sabbath but the spiritual Sabbath is let me tell you what it is it means rest it's resting in all these things that God's doing it's resting in the fire that he sends for predestination it's the resting in the faith that that works by love it's resting in the daily cross when people crucify you it's resting and confessing and that's what you do and that's why you get a daily cross it's resting in prayer bind to the will of god when you pray you don't say i'm going to let your will be done you have to pray lord thy will is being done god's will is being done whether you allow it or not when we say thy will be done it actually means it is being done and when you pray you'll either pray thy will is being done or you'll fight his will and his will is still being done you can fight it or not fight it it's easier not to fight God so the Sabbath is about doing righteousness he that doeth righteous is righteous and it and the Bible says bless you when men shall persecute you for righteousness sake when you hunger for blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness they'll be filled but when you hunger after righteousness you're hungering for persecution whether you like it or not you're hungering to be persecuted and and so you rest in that sabbath is about resting in tribulation knowing that's the pay for telling people the truth Sabbath is resting in telling people Christmas is pagan and they want to kill you for it. Sabbath is resting in the prophecy that all that God is doing and at the end of time there's going to be great tribulation which was not from the beginning of the world no nor ever shall be. It's resting in the fact that we're getting close to the end of time and things are fixing to heat up persecution of the believers and the bible says in daniel 7 and revelation 13 that the world be system will persecute and wear out the saints and it means wear out like when you tell a kid i'm going to wear you out for that i don't know if i've ever covered this much territory i've been wanting to do this for a long time So Sabbath is resting in all of these things. You're resting in drinking the cup, death to self. The only reason you drink the cup is people want to persecute you. Say, how do they how do they crucify you? They do it on a figurative daily cross. They separate from you, and blessed are you when men shall hate you, when they reproach you, they make you infamous. And they hate you for telling him all these truths. They're going to hate you for that. They're not going to like you and say, Jim, you got a new car. I really like your car, but I hate your, true, I hate your message. They're not going to like you. They're not going to care what you're wearing if you got a diamond ring on. That's the worst thing to wear when you're telling to tell them death to self. You can't sit around looking rich. 
Well, one of you that are rich, you have your consolation, your paraclesis, your comfort. <laughs> so all of this, the Sabbath rest, when you have to drink the cup, when they persecute you and put you to death, let me say it one more time. Death in the Greek is thanos, T-H-A-N-A, T-H-A-N-O-S. Or there's two ways to spell it, thanatos, T-H-A-N-A-T-O-S. That word death does not mean annihilation. It doesn't mean to annihilate you. It doesn't mean to annihilate it means to separate. Blessed are ye when men shall separate you from their company. Bless you when they separate you from their company. When they see you after you've told them some of these truths, they'll just look at you and say, Oh, hi, Victor. I don't have time to talk right now. I've got to go. And they'll get to where they won't have anything to do with you. And your family won't like you, and your mother won't like you, and your father won't like you, and your brothers and sisters in all probability won't like you. If you run across one person in your family that's hungry for the truth, they'll be a part of the few. Few will find the narrow way. Oligos, a puny number. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to eternal life, and few there be that find it. Not many people want all these truths. Not many in the world. I want the truth. I don't care what it costs. It costs my mother and father. It's cost my brothers and sisters. It costs me my daughter. She'll be 60 years old next month. Haven't seen her since she's 25. She doesn't like anything I'm teaching. If I hear that she died, I'll probably say, hmm, that's, ain't that something? My brothers and sisters and my sons and daughters are those who do the will of the Father, Jesus said. And if you're, if you're struggling with this, I'm not saying you got all this down. If you're agonizing over that flesh, then you're my brother. I'm not going to prove if you're doing something you shouldn't, but I'll help you along the way if you can humble yourself and say, Jim, I'm struggling with this. I say, okay, I know. I told a guy on the phone the other day, he said, I'm struggling with sin. I said, let me tell you what men struggle with when it comes to sin. It's found in one word, women. And he started chuckling on the other end of the line. I said, you know how I know that? I'm a man. You have to overcome that and get that off of your slate and say, Lord, I like that too much. Let me look away. It's not that you don't like it. You have to quit looking because you do like it. And you can't tell me what a man wants. I'm a man. All I have to do is own up to my own heart. I know what's in yours if you're a man. I know. 
There's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man, and I'm a man. So all I have to do is admit it, and I know what every man is thinking. And boy, have I ever admitted and said, Lord, the sin is mine. Am I out of time? I'm going to come back next week and try to get into the spiritual Sabbath and get real detailed with it because it just means to rest in all the things. Sabbath has to do with belief, with believing God, faith. Faith is the noun, belief is the verb. It has to do with faith or belief. Unbelief you can't enter into the Sabbath of God. When you rest, you rest in everything that he's doing, all the evil that men do to you, all the lies they tell about you, all the separating, the death they bring about in your life. You accept all of that, and you rest in it. When you think you're being hated, well, you're supposed to be. Well, I don't feel good about it. Well, you're not supposed to feel good about it. Everything's the exact opposite of what the world says. Well, if you get a new car, get a new house, get all this, I can be happy. No, you can't if you're a believer. There's no possible way. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for your truth. God, I don't even know what to ask for. It seems like everything's going. Well, it doesn't seem like I know it's going according to your will. This virus and all of it. Thank you for your word. I don't know how to be thankful for all the bad things I feel at times, but I am because I know that my redemption draweth nigh. I'm not going to live much longer at 81. Nobody does. I don't even want to live to be old, real old where I can't hardly walk around. Thank you for truth. Deal with our hearts. Cause us to believe you with all of our power. And we'll praise you for everything. Lord, you fight our battles. These battles are not ours. They're yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. Like the prophet said to Jehoshaphat, it's your battle, not ours. Thank you for truth in Christ's name. Amen. I don't know how you can preach all this at once, but I guess you can. Are you learning something out of all this, Victor? I've been, I've been hearing it. It's come in. I, huh? I, I know I don't have the other Jesus anymore. I 
started off with that, I would say the other two, this, even though I was doing I hope you're getting a hold of it. I know it's I know it's difficult, but it's true. Thanks for printing this off. Huh? Thanks for printing this off. Well, it'll tell you about those parts of speech. Huh? I wish you could get all the preachers up and do like Elijah. Tell them, <laughs> see, God's going to bring fire down on you and kill all of you. I don't like the preachers at all. Hey, I appreciate you guys very much.